All right. All right. Hello, Ramya. How are you? I'm good, Amit. How are you? Nice to uh, see you here. And of course, um, ha for having me as well. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. I <laughs> always say to all my guests, all my 28th and your 29th guests, that the pleasure is mine. Because you're giving me the opportunity to reach my mission, to touch lives of people with impactful stories that, of course, people have shared and what you're going to share now. So thank you very much. My All pleasure. right. Perfect. Before I give it to Ramya, let me first introduce her. Ramya is a career coach helping mid to senior level professionals globally in a career transact transition, I'm sorry, to driving their career ownership. Today, Ramya shares a very personal story. She shares how coming out of a grief of her father's death and finding herself using the arts of kintsugi, a Japanese technique, helped her to mold her life into what she is today. She learned that she cannot please everyone and spent her time and energy to focus on herself. She's at a point in her life now we, where she has her own business, drive your career ownership, and loves to help and guide people. Wow, that's, that's really, really touchy and uh, inspiring. And I'm sure people love to know what happened and you know how you moved forward, Ramya. So if you may, please. Thank you, Amit, for the wonderful introduction. I really appreciate that. So yeah, I am currently based in Melbourne. So my husband is Australian and I moved here in uh, September 2019. So I'm a Singaporean. I grew up and you know did my education and everything in uh, Singapore. So sometime in June 2018, that's when my father passed away. So it was a it was a very challenging period for me because um, at that point in time, I was feeling you know all the um, the the thoughts or whatever you you could actually call it, which is associated with uh, grief. And I felt uh, that I was in a very dark space. And um, the hero of my life, uh, you know, is like permanently physically gone. Um, and it actually took me a little bit of time to really move um, forward. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I personally learned from uh, grief, uh, from losing a loved one, is that you can never fully move forward with grief. Um, but you, I mean, the grief actually kind of stays on with you. It's almost like a shadow. But um, what you can actually do is that there are certain bits and pieces of you which would never fully be the same. And that's what I felt with when I was reading up on Kintsugi, which is actually the Japanese art. So what happens is that if you have like a ceramic piece or a broken glass or something like that, so all the broken pieces, you can actually kind of like reconstruct it and form a beautiful um, artifact. So it won't look the same as it did before, but there is a certain beauty behind it because of all the broken fractures and the pieces coming in together. So it's pretty much, I think, 
what sums up life itself because all these broken pieces, um, all these, you know, uh, broken fragments of your life, when you're taking the time to heal yourself and you're taking the time to move forward and slowly you're discovering and rediscovering certain bits about you which you never knew that existed. So that's exactly how I found myself. So during the process, there were a few people who moved moved away from me and those people were actually once upon a time very, very close to me. So together with the grief of losing my dad, I was also quite at one point in time, quite depressed uh, when some of my really close friends moved away from me because I was taking the time uh, to heal myself and I needed the time for myself. So that is where I realized that you can't please every single person in this world. It's very, very tough and you can never do that. So the one thing you can con constantly do is you don't have complete control over others, over the way they think, or the way they do things, but you can always control the way you react, the way you feel, or the choices that you make. Um, I know it sounds perhaps a little bit cliched. A lot of people say you know similar things as well, but trust me when I say this, whether it's personal life or professional life, it's the choices that we make that pretty much, I think, defines you know how we are going to be acting the next moment. And you know, sometimes we learn through the good and the bad and the mundane and whatever you call it. But I think pretty much this is what really defines us and shapes us. So if you're living our lives, trying to live a perfect imitation of someone else, we are not really going to be happy. So that's just what I've actually learned so far. And that's really what I wanted to be sharing today, mainly. Wow. Wow. I... You know, w when you mentioned about the the analogy of the a glass or a bowl or a you know that broken piece, I think I I recall of an image where it's uh, joined with the lining of a gold or something. Mm. Yeah, that's right. what KPE uh, really is actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. They, they actually uh, they add in like gold or I mean I'm not done this myself I'm not really an art person but that's what I've actually read about so that's the beauty of kintsugi so if you were to compare it with your life yeah it's it's beautiful because you're basically filling in all those spaces and scars with something beautiful something more profound and yeah something you know wonderful actually emerges yeah wow wow. So, and I just tell me some things because I can, again, I'll not take it to the my story, but I understand one thing is that when you have a loss, a personal loss, a, a human loss, okay, there is definitely a big void that is into your system, right? And how did it, I mean, what happened exactly? And you don't have to share all the details, but I just want to know what exactly happened where your, some of your closed people, you know, whom you had to part away with, what was the nature of conflict? Where was that understanding gap between that? I'm just trying to understand the human psychology. I mean, mm -hmm. see, because for filling up the void, it takes time, right? Yeah. And human loss, specifically when it's your parents, uh, mm. you know, it, it does take a certain amount of energy or, uh, you know, mm. mind calming thing yeah. to accept. Okay, let me yeah. put it this way. Yeah. 
So what was that what was that expectation people had from you that you know you were not able to fulfill as per them and you know how mm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, so the main thing that happened was that for over a decade um with these particular group of uh, people in my life, I was always there for them, always going my way out for them, and I enjoyed doing it. And um in return they would actually do the same thing as well. So what happened uh, the difference that actually came about after my dad's uh, passing was that I was no longer you know spending the same amount of time with them that I did before because I actually preferred to be alone I preferred to take time for myself and I was really in a space where I needed that mental space so um that was perhaps maybe hard for the other parties to understand So that's just when I realized that when you need time to grieve when you are dealing with a profound irreplaceable loss in your life you have to be there for yourself and you know you have actually spent like I mean in my case I've actually spent like quite a decade you know being there for people going my way out doing things but this was finally the time I realized that I had to be there for myself if not I would actually break down and this is not about being selfish or self-centered but it's really about keeping myself sane and that's just how important it was so if you know if people couldn't understand it then it's unfortunate but uh that's how i think sometimes human nature is uh so they can't fully understand it because uh, they have probably never experienced certain incidents like that um in their own lives so they find it perhaps hard to understand why someone who is spending so much time with them with suddenly just you know move themselves away so i i agree i agree to the point that you we all need a me time uh even if things are fine you still need a me time yeah. and of course when you know life shatters in a way because i i understand one thing is that you know the person who is dead is dead but there are others who are living that situation going through it and there's a lot happening to others who were related to that person so actually that's the major impact you know and of course whatever you i mean whoever has passed away you need a certain time and these are the times actually people think and rethink you know like mm-hmm. okay what has happened to me you know like i i understand and it's a, it's a little unfortunate to know that some people don't understand that and mm. you know you have part with them which is a little uh disheartening but yeah like you said you know sometimes you have to do certain things which are not going to yeah. please i mean not going to please everybody yeah absolutely yeah so share share the journey uh if you don't mind with me from singapore to australia and you know now i believe that your father and all of you were in singapore correct yeah of course I'm- yeah my family is based in singapore i'm singaporean okay. so uh yeah i moved here in september 2019 i to be very honest um i knew that i wanted to start something on my own but i wasn't sure when exactly i'd be doing it and to be very frank with you i was actually having my own uh limiting beliefs as well 
because I was think thinking to myself, it's a new country. I've not exactly worked in this country before. Um, you know, should I maybe take some time to start my own business? Or even if I do something, would people uh, take notice of me and this and that? So I was actually having a mini imposter syndrome going on. Um, so I started my business last year during the pandemic. Um, so one thing I've actually realized moving from corporate um, all the way to, you know, starting your own entrepreneurial journey is that um, I feel that it is such a self-transformational journey. There is so much that you are learning constantly about yourself, like what really works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be competition in any industry. But personally, for myself, I am my own competition. I don't um, compare myself with others. And it has actually taken me so long just to reach this stage uh, where I can actually say that. Because at one point in time, I would be getting pretty anxious and stressed out uh, with, you know, others who are perhaps ahead of me or doing well. But to be very honest, I have actually changed my thinking. So when I uh, knew that, okay, I wanted to move into career coaching, it was because I was actually coming in from my previous um, experience as a recruiter. And I know that this is an area that I'm deeply passionate about. And even as a recruiter, I was actually uh, coaching and mentoring my candidates. So this is something that I felt that um, it was actually more like a calling for me. And um, if you ask me if it is challenging, yeah, sure, it is challenging. I don't think anything is going to be, um, you know, absolutely easy. But um, I uh, believe in focusing on what exactly you're passionate about and at the same time having a strong purpose as well. So if you're just doing something that you're passionate about, I don't think that itself is a very really good motivation. Um, so the common, uh, you know, kind of advice that's given is to follow your dream. But I personally think it is really weak and it's perhaps not the best kind of advice because you could be following your dreams. But you also need to, I mean, like what Simon Sinek says, it's about starting with your why. You know, you need to know why you're doing certain things. Well, for me, I think my why is pretty clear because I know that I really want to be in a position as a woman of color. Um, helping more mid to senior level professionals, um, especially if they are coming in from a you know person of color background, uh, such as myself, and we're going through career transitions um, and changes in their career journey, and especially if they are moving to a new country. Uh, so as a career engagement and transition coach, that is really where I'm uh, focusing. Sorry. Wow, that's that's interesting. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, because as far as I know, there are there's many people who keep moving to Australia. Uh, I, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. so, and uh, definitely there's a, you know, it always gives a, an assurance to somebody's mind that, you know, you have someone uh, who can take care of certain things in your life, right? Especially when it comes to career. Because mm. that's like the most pressing thing for anybody. Mm. It's like the bread and butter earner, right? So that's fantastic. Let me let me ask you this. So during your journey now to career coach, uh, and you know, just for everyone, I I know Ramya uh, shared with this before. I'm sorry. 
you have started a streak of everyday online videos like you i think you go live almost every single day am i correct uh no i actually go live on wednesdays and fridays and i do put out some videos uh videos. in between as well so wednesdays yeah. and fridays are my linkedin live shows okay. yeah yeah because i know one thing uh probably but i have seen your videos almost every single day during that pandemic's time and yeah. i think you also finished your 100 videos of something yeah, yeah. like 100 days or 100 videos yeah treat. 100 videos yeah <laughs> yeah i i remember that post because i i make it a point uh that you know i listen to you can't listen to everyone in linkedin uh, yeah. 3000 odd connection not everyone posts either but you definitely make sure you pick up your top 10 people and you always look out for their posts right and for me you are one of them that i make sure to listen to your videos every Thank time so, yeah i i always see your name pop up in my comments as well so <laughs> thanks for the engagement yes. really appreciate it oh that. yeah definitely it, it is a uh, it is interesting it is knowledgeable and at the end of the day i get one tip so it's like you know you share a tip with me every day yeah. So, and if you're taking the efforts, all I have to do is sit and listen and absorb it, right? So, why not? All right, share with me about the Emptus. I mean, you know, the name, uh, how you started. What do you do now? A little more detail. Yeah. So, Emptus is uh, basically it's derived from um, two words: empower and impetus. so empower is really about seeking you know the power from within and basically empowering yourself with that knowledge that wisdom uh the strength that inner strength uh that is actually coming in uh within you and impetus is basically is the drive to actually do something what are you building on you know so impetus is basically a combination of these two words so when i was brainstorming uh names for my business and this is actually quite funny because i think setting up a business is actually easier compared to picking the name a name that basically resonates uh with you and you feel really you know comfortable with that name so it actually took me a little bit of time i was uh, brainstorming uh different names but somehow when i was thinking about impetus okay it basically stood out for me so that's just um a quick history of that but um essentially like i mentioned um as a career engagement and transition coach um i typically focus on mid to senior level uh professionals who are actually transitioning so when i mean by career transition um most people would actually meant, uh, think that you know career transition is referring to doing a career uh, move itself uh so a career search for instance but it isn't just limited to only a career search it could be someone who is thinking of a search maybe not searching yet but contemplating a move so this could be maybe pivoting to a new industry or they are not really sure about the direction that they should be taking or the person is already doing the career search i mean they are in the midst of a career search but um it has been a little unsuccessful so far they're feeling quite stuck um or there are people who would have actually found a job they would have gotten a new employment but they still need a little bit of guidance um perhaps in in terms of like let's say leadership or something like that so career transition and engagement would be my key priority and as uh, based on that i'm actually 
my services would fall in three areas. So the first is career transition. Um, secondly, I'm actually also doing as a coach, I'm also advising and coaching on personal branding, uh, especially on LinkedIn, etc. And lastly, of course, uh, in cultural intelligence. So this would be something that I'm offering from February this year onwards. Um, so cultural intelligence becomes extremely important these days. And especially when you're talking about a globally diverse economy, a globally diverse work environment. And when you have professionals and business leaders who are transitioning to a different country, where the culture could be entirely different, it is so important that uh, cultural intelligence coaching takes center stage. So um, as a careers coach, these are my key focus areas. Wow, oh, quite interesting. And specifically, you're absolutely right, Con cultural intelligence coaching. I mean, that's cultural coaching intelligence. Did I say it correct? Cultural intelligence coaching. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cultural no intelligence, CIC, now I remember it that way. So cultural, <laughs> <laughs> cultural intelligence coaching. No, that's that's jokes apart. I mean, that is really, really important. And I completely yeah. agree uh, that with the globalization world we are in, uh, yeah, that's going to help a lot of people in many ways. That's a fantastic initiative. You are actually taking it up with of course, both others as well, the career transition and coaching. And uh, this will give that leverage and a comfort to learn about, you know, other people and things like that. So fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So now we, we are almost at the end of the session. And I just want to ask uh, two things to you. First is that, do you have advice to people specifically who are into career transition or who land new and they're like okay where am i <laughs> what should i do uh so those clueless people uh you know do you have any advice for those uh, folks yeah so one of the things that i notice um and i think it actually leads to a lot of um, you know confusion in a lot of people is that especially mid to senior level professionals who are thinking of you know moving to a new job or who are still feeling stuck in their jobs or maybe they lack direction is that when it comes to consuming knowledge you know i think most of us we are really good at doing that because we are actually living in an era which is really very very fast when it comes to absorbing knowledge i mean just at the uh, you know, a touch of a screen on your phone or your tablets or whatever. I mean, you're able to get news very, very fast. And it's not exactly knowledge. It's more about consumption of information. So what it means is that a lot of people actually mistake coaching to be advising. So whatever videos I'm putting out, whatever LinkedIn lives I'm doing, I'm not actually coaching. So coaching is more than you know, just advising someone. In fact, as a coach, we don't advise people. So that is why coaching is not um, exactly about giving advice on a silver platter. It's really about me guiding you towards empowering you towards your own solutions. And that is actually supposed to be a very powerful transformational experience, both for the person who is being coached and for the coach um, as well. So having said that, 
my advice to anyone who is feeling lost, the more they are consuming free resources, free advice, free this, free that, is to firstly take a step back and to really be reflecting on what exactly do they want at this point in time. And if possible, if they feel that they have done a lot of efforts, if they have put in a lot of work and they're still not seeing results, I think it's also important to, you know, look forward to working with a, a professional and open up to being coached. Um, because one of the things, I think one of the concerns that people might have is um, in terms of maybe time or maybe a return on their investment, maybe they're not sure, that is okay. But I think it is important to at least approach the right people and get advice. So if you're a student, you know, who are actually um, feeling really lost uh, and you do not know where is the right kind of career direction, you could actually ask someone in your university. And there are lots of like free um, resources available as well, you know, like professional resources, but it could be free as well for those who are on a very tight budget. But I personally feel that the more we keep consuming and consuming without actually taking action, I don't think it leads to anywhere. It's pretty useless, in fact, because we are going back to the same, uh, you know, position again. So it's back to the back to square one. So take action, you know, so thinking leads to action only when you are clear in your purpose and um, you're really focused on what you really want to be achieving. True, true. I call those people who don't take action as learning junkies. Uh, you, just, you just keep feeding and feeding and feeding yeah. in. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, in my storytelling world, I, there's a, you know, we have a hormone called as dopamine. And the way it happens is once you read something, you're all charged up and then the dopamine level goes mm. high and it slows down after a day or two. So instead of taking action, which is a difficult part, people read mm. another book and they go another book and they go another yeah. book. But I absolutely agree. Everyone needs coaches and mentors around them. And, uh, you know, you need to, and you said it very beautifully that, Coaching actually helps you. It's a very tender relationship. And unfortunately, I agree with you on a fact that, you know, most of the people don't understand it because they really want things that Ramya would say or Amit would say, hey, do this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And there you go, that's the silver platter, mm -hmm. eat it up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a tough job for you. <laughs> I think every job is uh, tough in its own ways. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, my last question, uh, mm. this is a generic one that I ask everyone, is that do you feel stories or storytelling is important? And if yes, uh, why so? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, storytelling is important because the stories that we tell, I mean, especially whether it's personal stories or stories of, uh, you know, which actually have a certain message. And even if you're looking at storytelling from a professional lens. What exactly are the takeaway lessons for the people who are listening to those stories? And some of these stories, especially if you look at, uh, you know, for, for people who are coming in from a minority ethnic background, um, sometimes a certain culture is only thriving because of the stories which are passed down through generations. And most of these stories, they're not even written down you know they may there may not be any facilities for 
some of these uh, stories to be written on, but it's just passed through oral storytelling, which is incredibly special. But it also uh, points to the fact that how precious some of these stories are. Why is it so important? Because I feel that for the next generation who are listening to such stories, um, in a way, I feel that the soul is actually within these stories, you know, like for generations who are lost and forgotten or uh, people who have actually gone through certain experiences. In a way, bits and pieces of their soul can be found in these stories. And if you forget these stories, it's about like it's almost uh, equal to forgetting those people as well. So it's about keeping things alive. It's about, I think, keeping certain traditions alive. So whether you're talking about stories on a personal level, uh, whether it's professional or whatever, there is always going to be a profound message that actually needs to be communicated and uh, taken away. And I think... I, I, for one, uh, I, I love stories myself and I love listening to stories. So obviously this is uh, incredibly special to me. Wow. Wow. Uh, I must applaud for the, I mean, you know, you gave us such a profound answer. I never heard such a comment. Bits and pieces of soul. And, you know, you remember, and if you lose them and it's been passed on, for, it, it was amazing. Amazing. I mean, you just explained storytelling so very nicely uh, is that, you know, uh, I, I just loved it. It just touched my heart and my soul in a way. So thank you very much. I'm going to use that, by the way, putting <laughs> it out to the world as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. That was that was a, one of the finest explanations of why stories are important that I've heard uh, since a long, long time. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank Great. You. Yeah, I really enjoy myself. Yeah, you're such a good host. <laughs> no, uh, we got some likes uh, on the Facebook, I believe, because they are not able to. I can't see the comments. Thank you, Streamyard, for that. And uh, <laughs> now we are at the end of the show. If you want to connect with Ramya, I have put the details uh, for her sites and LinkedIn links on all the three platforms. So you can find it there. Uh, feel free to probably ping her as well. You can always connect with her on LinkedIn, drop a message and she will connect back to you. And if you wanna connect with me, of course, and share the impactful story like Ramya did, please ping me and we will touch base and see how we can get time and put it out. All right. Till then, Ramya, thank you very much once again for honoring the show and coming on and giving such a wonderful story, your personal story. It's very difficult to share sometimes the personal stories. Which thank you very much for doing it. And thank you very much. For work. <laughs> thank you so much, Amit. I mean, for giving me an opportunity um, to be on your show. And I think it's a wonderful show. Um, so for those of you who are, um, you know, looking to connect with uh, Amit, please do so. Um, I've actually been, I think, I think we have been, both been connected for quite some time now on LinkedIn. And yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, I've been seeing your journey unfold as well. And I'm really proud of you. So wishing you the very best and look forward to catching up when you're in Melbourne. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Thank you very right. much. And yeah, definitely. Hopefully next month I should be in Melbourne as well. All right. Perfect. So thank you all the viewers who have been live and your likes 
and your comments. And thank you to all the viewers who are going to watch this in recording. And Ramya, once again, have a wonderful rest of the evening and uh, have a good day. Thank you, Amit. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.